This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozinski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning I'm speaking with Jenny McLaughlin and Laws Young from, uh, from Chewy Gem. Uh, which you can find more information at ChewyGem.com. It's C-H-E-W-I-G-E-M.com. And Jenny and Laws, I'm really excited to hear all about um, what you're doing and how you got started. But let's begin with some introductions. Jenny, let's start with you. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Jenny, and I suppose I would be the big chief here at ChewyGem. The big chief. All right. I, I think that's a great title. Awesome. Um, we're going to get back to that in a few minutes and see what it is that you do and how uh, how you get started. But Laws, what is your role at Chewy Gem? Uh, I am the community manager. I don't know if that really describes what I do, but once we go into it, I'll, I'll explain more. Okay. All right. Well, thank you again for being on the show. Um, on, on 1 in 44, we always are talking with um, and uh, with people who are in the field to some degree of, of autism, although I know your work expands well beyond the autism community um, and, and you can learn a lot about sensory processing disorder um, or SPD by going to your website. Um, and I'm sure you're going to talk about that today, but you certainly you certainly do uh, see a lot of individuals who are on the autism spectrum who either have a, um, you'll talk, you'll give us the technical terms in a minute, but the, the strong desire to chew or obtain increased sensory input or to avoid and to try to, to not have as much sensory input as maybe um, somebody else in the community. So, so um, we're going to learn about how you've created these products that are really designed to um, to be helpful to people who are in need of, um, of things to chew on and why. So Jenny, why don't we start off by just asking you to tell us the story of Ch- uh, Chewy Gem, how you got started and, and why? Okay. Um, so yeah, God, it was over over 10 years ago. The product originally started out being aimed at teething babies. I'm sure you're all yeah. familiar with teething jewelry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Loz, um, her eldest child basically is autistic and was a, a major chewer and she was seeking out a product to meet her needs. She was using some quite unattractive curly telephone wire looking products that when you're at school just made you feel a bit different and all the rest of it and so she was seeking it out she found my brand we got talking she tried it on Jamie it worked a treat um, and so we started kind of working together from there and developed um, Chewy Gem which um, basically grew we then stepped aside from the baby side because we felt that this was way more valuable there was so much more reward in it um uh Loz will tell you all this as well but she went on to get an adult diagnosis of autism herself um and her son is also autistic um from that maybe about five or six years in we started recognizing that we were helping people who had a need to chew um but many of those people and a lot of them would be autistic but a lot of those people also um had other sensory issues you know it, it usually comes with lots Lots of kind of add-ons if you like and we became kind of experts in the senses and started learning all about it um, and so 
basically then developed Sensuli, which launched last year, which was mainly because we had become, through using local occupational therapists and other people, we'd become a place where people could come for anything, you know, not, not just the chewing side, but for all eight of the senses, um, three are of the lesser known ones. And we wanted to build a place there where they could get the supports, the community and the products that would help seekers and avoiders of the whole range of sensory challenges. And that's what Sensuli is. And we felt that Chewy Gem is a good, strong brand. It's a bit like you'll hear people say, you need to get a Chewy Gem and then they go and buy one. And it's not actually a Chewy Gem. It's just another brand of chewable products. So yeah. I feel like we are the hoover of chewable. I was going to say, that's when you know your brand is strong is when, yes, when people refer absolutely. to it as a, as a, and they're not always right, but that's the gold standard, let's say. Yeah, exactly. So, mm -hmm. you know, Chewy Gem is now used interchangeably like jewelry is, yeah. but we are the one and only Chewy Gem. Okay. Um, we put a lot of time and effort into our development of our products. We kind of listen to our community in terms of where we've got gaps, where there isn't strength or there isn't flexibility or there isn't texture. And then we develop along those um, areas to, to get them. But if we just stuck with Chewy Gem, people wouldn't ever find all the other wonderful things we did. So we wanted another brand um, that basically you know, encompassed more of what we do, which Sensuli is a play on the eight senses because the, the double O in the middle is the number eight on the side and ah. it's about senses and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. So ChewyGem.com, you can't buy from ChewyGem.com. That is just the brand site, which tells you about the products. It's Sensuli.com um, where we sell the brand ChewyGem along with a whole range of other sensory products that help people. That's great. And when, what year did you say this started? 2010. Okay. So you're about 12 years in. That's great. Um, yeah. it's, it's great to hear that it's grown. I can't tell you the number of times that I've interviewed people on this, um, on this podcast who are doing really interesting, innovative things, you know, creating products, um, uh, employment opportunities, just any number of new initiatives that impact um, people on the autism spectrum. And so often it starts as one thing that's sort of very, very specific. And then people start to realize that it has implications, really positive implications for people on the spectrum. And then often also has positive impl implications for the even broader community. So, yeah. um, so that this is sort of following that pattern. I, I love that. Um, I did raise two children, uh, two babies. So I know the teething thing very well. Mm -hmm. I went through all the frozen bagels and all the things, you know, everybody has, everybody has something that they've used. Um, I would have loved to have a chewy gem at that time. So, so, um, so great idea. Um, Laws, I have a question for you just in terms of your role in the startup of this. Um, mm -hmm. Just um, at Anderson Center for Autism, where I work, I certainly see a, a number of our students and adults who seek out chewy, uh, we call them chewy toys. That's sort of, the, I mean, which is not appropriate. I mean, sort of refer to that as dog toys too. Um, but, uh, but items to chew, um, sensory items. I remember there being things that looked like long straws or necklaces that were often provided to students. Um, just as a parent, and when you first um, connected with Jenny, can you talk about any, like, what was your frustration level at this point? Was it, was it really hard for your daughter? Was it hard for you not having um, something that really felt like the right thing for her to have that would, that would help her feel better and, and satisfy the chewing desire? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jamie chewed a lot of clothes. So school uniforms were getting ruined. Um, it was costing a lot of money. And it was a speech language therapist that said, you need to find some jewellery. So I'd never heard of it before. Jewellery. 
started looking for it. And even back then, the internet isn't what it is now. Right. So I did find some stuff in Canada that I got sent over. It took six weeks to arrive. It was really expensive. And kids were laughing at school because it looked odd. So I I just needed something that Jamie could go to school and blend in, but still self-regulate without standing out. So when I saw Jenny's stuff, um, one of the first products, it was like a little lightning bolt. And Jamie at the time was into Harry Potter. Oh, great. Yeah, it was perfect. So we got that. And Jamie was like really proud that she had this necklace with the Harry Potter lightning bolt on. And school within 24 hours literally said, that is amazing. That has changed in 24 hours. She's calm. She's listening. That's great. That's great. And I would think um, that maybe even some of the other other kids at that time who were into Harry Potter might have thought that that necklace was pretty cool and maybe um, wanted one for themselves. So... um, I think that you raise a really interesting and important point just that would probably resonate with a lot of our listeners, many of whom are our parents of children really at a range of ages um, who might be just getting a diagnosis um, or might just be putting together some of the connections between autism and sensory processing and um, and a desire or a need to chew. Um, which is which is both sort of the the stigma that so many kids can face, especially in a school setting where, you know, so many kids, you know, the focus, especially at certain ages, is all about wanting to sort of blend in at least for a little while, catch a break a little bit. Um, and also um, and also another thing that you mentioned, which is you, you were sort of running out of ideas of things to, to give her that would satisfy that need. Um, chewing through clothing, destroying items, um, things like that. So, so I appreciate you sharing that personal um, uh, part of your experience. Can you, Laws, also tell us about, like, was it a very natural fit for you to start talking with Jenny and, and partnering up with her around the development of the business? Or was that completely new to you? It was completely new. I, I've got the, in my head, I see a lot of, a lot of people always complain where I try and flip that around. So if something really good happens, I like to tell people about the good things. So when this really worked for us, the first thing I wanted to do was tell Jenny she had a fantastic product. So yep. I emailed Jenny, sent some pictures of Jamie with, with the product. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, so that's kind of where it started. Yeah, that's and great. at that point, if, if I can butt in, at that point, I wasn't in that world at all, like at all. And, and this to me was it just, it made no sense. Why am I getting this photo of this seven-year-old <laughs> using my baby product? It just yeah. made no sense. Um, but then when I heard, you know, the impact it had had, it just struck such a chord. Um, and then since then, as many people who enter this world, there are now um, a, a lot of knowledge and connections in, and, um, in my own family and even in myself where I can see sensory processing disorder or, or ADHD or all, all those other things. So, um yeah, so it's it was really quite an eye-opener for me because I just wasn't in that world at all. And it just, it it was quite emotive and I really wanted to be part of that. That's fantastic. I love, I love that part of your story and your journey together. That's, um, I think laws that just reinforces something that I, I love the opportunity to talk about on the show whenever I can, which is doing the right thing. And and when there's an opportunity to send something, someone a kind message or let somebody know that that anything has had a positive impact on you or your life or a loved one, it's a good thing to do. You never know. It might not always lead to a business partnership and this kind of development, but it certainly um, 
you know, it's one of those things where you did that not knowing what the reaction might be, not even knowing who Jenny was. And and obviously, um, I think many, many, many people now are very thrilled that you did. Um, I'm going to put this out there as a teaser for when we come right back because we're at our break. But I just want to make sure that when we come back, we start talking about another thing that I saw on, on your site, um, which is a reminder that uh, just like autism, people with sensory processing disorders don't grow out of them. And so while it's easy to think about a chewy to a, 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 a teething toy or a, or a, um, a sensory um, item for a baby who's teething or even a young child, now that, you know, more and more people are sort of using these products, it's a different story altogether when you start looking at and, and recognizing adults in the workplace um, or really anywhere uh, needing to satisfy that need as well. And I'd like to jump into that a little bit and see what you guys have to say about that. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. And now One in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. Welcome back to One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking with Jenny McLaughlin and Laws Young from Chewy Gem uh, and Sensuli.com. Um, you can go to both of those sites. Sensuli is S E N S O O L I.com. And Chewy Gem is C H E W I G E M.com. And we've been talking about the Chewy Gem products. Your story is getting started in this business. Um, the transition from baby products to, um, to a, a broad array of products that um, can help really uh, still work with babies, but also help um, children and adults who are uh, facing sensory processing um, needs. And also people on the autism spectrum, you had mentioned Jenny before ADHD and probably a host of of uh, folks who just for whatever reason um, have a desire and a strong need to chew and it and it helps them um, self-regulate maybe you know calm focus um, I, I feel like it's becoming the next fidget toy um, so to speak um, so so when we stopped uh, before the break I had mentioned adults. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed on your ChewyGem.com website, there's a video that is very much focused, uh, at least visually, on adults using these items. So can you talk about that level or that step um, in your business? And, and, and were, were you reaching out at this point to OTs, to people um, who were working with adults who were seeking products like this as well? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think initially, um, because Loz and I hooked up, it was more aimed at parents. Um with children however as the years went on we attracted all sorts and because it was originally designed for adults a lot of the products were designed for mums and dads they they were naturally older looking and quite stylish and so we attracted adults naturally um but then we kind of got a great community um around us of people that basically were adults young adults who wanted things that would fit in at work fit in at kind of um higher up the school um and laws herself um uses the products etc so that then really made us realize a lot of our products some of them could look quite young so we started working on making more that would be more mature i suppose more discreet for the adult market as well and how has that uh, arm of the business uh gone so far are you are you seeing a tremendous uh market for it huge, oh, huge. yeah i yeah. mean we have a 
We have a, well, you tell them about the VICs because they're mostly adults, well, aren't they? I was going to talk about the, the original two crew. <laughs> yeah. Because originally we had some young teens that were Chewy Gem users and they went into YouTube and Instagram and they became young influencers and they're now in their 20s. And so people have followed their channels right through. And so adults have seen them, children have seen them and our audience has just grown and grown through this particular group of young adults who I would call, you know, really good friends now, really good friends with all of them. They're just great. But yeah, they started out as elder teens and then obviously like say now they're in the 20s and because they had such a following on youtube people would see them using the products and realize do you know what they're not just for kids they're not just for babies and i want one and yeah. so yeah i think i think probably now we get more adults yeah than anything come to us. really really and is there so that's that's fantastic and i love that um <laughs> your business model is one that is sought after people would love it it seems the way you're telling it anyway that it developed very organically which is fantastic but i work in the field of of uh marketing and and communications and fundraising and branding and so the idea that you had a natural group of people who just started their own youtube channels <laughs> and uh and started that social media following um is is really uh that that's wonderful to hear and also so tells me something, and, and I would think our listeners are, are probably noticing this too, that your product is one that um, that the folks that use them are proud to talk about and, and want other people to benefit from, um, as opposed to so often, and, and I think... I think definitely historically um, products that were specifically designed to support individuals with um, a variety of special needs often looked very much like something that was designed to support somebody with a special need, thereby making that person stand out visually even more so. Um, So recently I've seen this trend with you and and another company um, that I was familiar with that's designing weighted stuffed animals um, that that almost look like a real pet and it's not, they're not going to be sold in toy stores and they're not going to be sort of um, focused on young children in an effort to have adults and young adults um, feel more comfortable using them. And I think that that's a, it's a great thing to see in the field. Um, It's one of the things that families often have told us is very stigmatizing for them and, and makes them feel more isolated. Um, So it's great to see that you're doing that. The other thing I would add to that, that we are, if I can sing my own, whatever it is, praises or whatever. You should always sing your own praises on this show. That's what it's all about. But this is this is the thing I'm probably most proud of out of the whole thing is that, yes, we're a business. Yes, we're here to make money. But actually, we we go above and beyond. And by that, I mean, with with over 10 years experience of helping chewers, I challenge you to find anyone on the planet that knows more about chewing than us. So we know that um, we can look at a product, maybe it's a competitor's product and they've destroyed it. And we can look at that and we can understand why that product has been destroyed. And with a few questions, what product might be better for them? So much so that we have a product guarantee that basically says we have a lifespan. I mean, nothing lasts forever. Obviously by the nature of chewing, it's going to destroy eventually. And it's about hitting the sweet spot of trying to get that to last as long as possible while meeting that person's needs. Um, So we have a a product guarantee that is basically if you break it before the average lifespan, we'll replace it for you for free. 
with a better product and alternative that we because we know if we get it right we've got a customer for forever and not only that we've helped really help those people because the worst thing we hear and we see it sometimes on anonymous kind of facebook posts where we put up an ad or something and someone goes tried these they break they don't work and when we see that we're like oh my god just talk to us because if you talk to us we'll find you the right product And if we can't find you the right product and it is a competitor's product, we'll tell you, you know, because <laughs> we genuinely get the real want, thing. Yeah, we genuinely want people to be helped. Yes. And that comes through loud and clear. And I'll just remind people to go to either the Sensuli site, S-E-N-S-O-O-L-I.com or ChewyGem, C-H-E-W-I-G-E-M.com. Um, and ChewyGem is not, not where you can order the products, but you can learn a lot about them. And I was on that site earlier today. Not only is there a video on there that that helps sort of show some great imagery and explanation as to why um why chewing is such a sought after uh, sensory input for so many people but also um i loved your visual that helped map out like you know are you that do you do this no yes and it kind of gives you that arrow of exactly which like three products might be perfect for you so i love that that's really simple and and kind of personal i can go on there myself and i can answer those questions just by myself and 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 i don't have to tell somebody that i'm a mouther or a sucker and i can just answer those questions privately but then i also saw that in your story you go into great detail about the types of questions and the types of information that you would talk with an individual person about or maybe a parent about or a caregiver about um prior to that person making their purchase and i was really impressed with um your your focus on the fact that with that information you you really feel that you can point somebody directly to the perfect product for them yeah. um that's unusual because it, often it's just buy this pack of 50 of these yeah. um and you'll go through them in however long it takes you to go through them and then of course buy more and as laws was saying before especially these days with the pandemic that could take six months for you to get your next delivery. That's not helpful. Yeah. So, um, so do you have any stories, either of you, do you have, do you have like just a, an anecdote that you'd like to share something that really stands out for you that, um, that, that was a moment where you felt like, man, we're really, you know, we're doing something great here. I've actually had one today. Great. Um, we like, we, you were talking about reaching adults, Today, I've had two emails, one from a 65-year-old lady and one from a 70-year-old lady. Oh, the 70-year-old lady made my day so much, I actually went and told my husband that somebody today has just made me feel really good because just by communicating with her, she's expressed how I've helped her, how she now understands herself after 70 years. And she's going to go on and explore all the things that I've, I've given her links to things and I've told her things to try, books to read. And she's really excited to go on to the next step of her journey. And at 70 years old, that it gave me goosebumps. I was thinking, oh, that's just so lovely. That's the best. I yeah. Well, now yeah. you made my day too. That's, <laughs> that's wonderful. That's wonderful. We focus so frequently on young children and young children are absolutely worth every bit of attention and focus and research and advancement that we can do as a society to help them feel supported and, and appreciated and accepted and, and to give them supports that they need, but not at the expense of thinking that people who are in their 60s and 70s and 80s are not still looking for something that's going to enhance and optimize the quality of their life. So I love that. I love that story, Laws. Thank you. Um, 
we are out of time. I can just give you a chance, Jenny, maybe to sum up and, and uh, with any other um, information, quick information you want to share about what's coming next or um, what you'd like people to do. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think there's two things. What's coming next is, I don't know what it's like over the pond in, in America and Canada, but certainly in the UK, um, <clears throat> people looking for help um, it's a bit of a postcode lottery as to, to what you get and the standard of um, therapy is very varied. Um, our next big mission is to change that. We want to be a place that people can come to and get referred on to a certain standard of um, vetted professionals to get the help that they need as a part of the package that we offer. Um, that will be a UK thing initially and then hopefully go worldwide. Secondly, sadly, due to COVID, Brexit, um, all the rest of it, we did have an operation in, in America, <clears throat> um, but we had to close it down um, over the COVID period. Okay. So to get a Chewy Gem in America, you would have to go to Amazon at the moment where because of the pandemic, there are storage restrictions. So there's not a lot of variety there. The next option is we do have Chewy Gem in Canada, which is chewygem.ca, and all our products are on there. But we do have a wide range of trade stockists across America. So if um, someone is looking for a product and, you know, the ship, we don't really choose to ship from the UK to America because we like to give a good service and the delays and the import tax and all the rest of it just make it unsatisfying and expensive um right. but if someone messages us and tells us where they are we'll try and find someone local to you where you can get what you need great well i'll certainly pass this along to our um our, our ot departments here at anderson i think they'd be very interested in just knowing that you're out there and keeping track for maybe when things come back a little bit uh a <laughs> little bit more free-flowing after this pandemic uh, is finally over but um but in the meantime I say yeah. is we will be back in we America. Will, yeah. we, will, we will be back, as Arnie says. Yeah. I trust I that. Think if you've got people out there that are using other chews mm -hmm. and can only get other chews, there's still a lot of information on our website on how to use them, how to utilize them. So yeah. don't be put off that you might not own a chewy gem. Go on there and look at what, you know, the videos, the blogs, there's loads on there. Yeah, it looked like it. It was great. Lots of information. So I'm going to throw those websites out again. Um, it's chewygem.com, C-H-E-W-I-G-E-M.com. And also sensuli, S-E-N-S-O-O-L-I.com. Um, and the one that Jenny just mentioned um, out of Canada, if you're interested, is chewygem.ca. Um, but I, I definitely think, um, Laz, you just said it really well, that, that it's not just the product itself, which seems fantastic, but it's also your availability and accessibility and all the work that you've done to um, to help people with this um, with with this uh, desire and need to chew, um, which I think is also helping to destigmatize the fact that there are so many people who have who have the need to chew and and let's um, you know let's make it more accessible for them to have something really cool and really well made and really safe to use. Um, so thank you, Jenny and Laz and uh, the whole team at, at Chewy Gem and Sensuli. I appreciate your time today and best of luck in the future. Thank you very much. This is One in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.